Hey friends, I'm Scott Hanselman. I'm Stephanie Herbert. And this is The Open Source Show. I work at Microsoft and I work on C Sharp and opensource.net and I've been here for, gosh, 10 years now. Wow, I work on Binomial. I'm the co-founder of a tech startup that works on image compression standards with the Kronos Group and we do open source work there. And we met on Twitter. We did. <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna talk about Twitter and how to be inclusive and positive and uplifting uh, in social media. Absolutely. One of the things that I've noticed about your Twitter and I think one of the reasons that we like hang out on the regular on Twitter is because you are um, unapologetically positive and uh, you're just trying to lift up other voices. Did you go into Twitter with that plan? No, I, I went in there originally purely for professional reasons. I would post about graphics and that's all I would do. <laughs> and then as I got more followers, I, I thought it would be um, a good use of my time to try to help the people who were following me and focus on that. Yeah, that's cool. I have a really good friend named Ann Juan Simmons, uh, A-N-J-U-A-N, and you can follow him on Twitter. Uh, and he had this idea of lending privilege. So he thinks about, well, what can I do to lend my privilege to other people? You don't just have to organize meetups or see people in person. You can mentor people online. And a lot of, a lot of the time, it's putting it out there that you're willing to do that and, and starting those online communities and saying that, that you're open to help people out. I actually did a free two-hour-long documentary with Rob Connery that you can check out at getinvolvedintech.com. It's literally a full movie that we made for you that's free, that shows you how to go to user groups, how to prepare for a talk, how to talk to actual people, how to walk up to someone and say, hey, are you having fun? What did you see today that was cool? When I started seeing you retweet junior engineers, I thought that was a really cool way for you to lend your privilege. It's a small thing, but you're doing it very consistently. In the same way a lot of people can jump onto an issue on Twitter and get very upset about it, a lot of people have jumped onto this to be helpful yeah. and spread that kind of positivity. And you're very specific. You don't just say, oh, I'll, I'll retweet anybody who has a thing. Like, what, what are your specifics? I try to retweet junior programmers who are looking for get, uh, to get jobs. And I have all kinds of advice on what you should do if you want to get a job through mm -hmm. Twitter and what you should link to. And I do that because I feel like we're a very inclusive in industry by nature. We don't require a PhD to get a job, but it can be hard to break into the industry. And yeah. so sometimes all it takes is that little boost, that little visibility. Um, and then I try to retweet remote work because I think that that's also very accessible and it's important to have remote jobs. Mm -hmm. um, and then people who are willing to mentor others, I think is always really great. It's funny that they say like, it's not what you do, it's who you know. But sometimes if you do something great, you could know people. You can be visible. And that's kind of the, the great equalizing nature of open source, right? It's yeah. very true. Some of the people that you've retweeted, I've seen move from other countries. I saw someone go from Egypt and move into Europe and now is supporting their family remotely. Um, we've seen a number of junior engineers get jobs. Uh, and you had a list of a couple things that you kind of insisted on. Having some kind of page where they can learn more about you. And if you mm. do have a GitHub, actually putting a readme on there and having a description of that is, is always good. If you're going to be visible, how do you be visible in a safe way? Not everyone wants their full name and they're a link to their CV retweeted by you and me. Mm -hmm. um, but maybe your GitHub avatar is a kangaroo and you have a, a, an anime character. As long as you're consistently that name and that character and you can be DM'd or you have an email, then you can be visible. Absolutely. And I often say, like, whatever you can do to make it clear and make it easy for people to have that filter to know, oh, this is a software engineer. This is what they've done, the better. Like, I often recommend first thing in your bio, just make it easier for people to get to know you. You scold people for 
for being self-deprecating. You don't like it when people say, well, I'm, you know, I'm not really technical. Like, you know, I'm, I'm just learning. I know. And that gets some backlash sometimes, but I think it's important when I do those promotions of, hey, I'll retweet your blog. I tell my followers that they can only write positive comments. Even if they think it's helpful, their negative comment, they can, they, they have to include a compliment. And I found that oddly enough, that is more constructive than criticism because a lot of those people just need a sense of like, I can do this. I believe in myself. This is worth pursuing. Never put yourself down. I always just put the title and let people judge. And it can be a very empowering feeling to see this thing that you didn't think was that good get so much praise, but it wouldn't have gotten that if you said it was bad. That's why I always tell people to try to find a support network Mm. of people you know will say, look, your post is good. And that way, when you get the haters online, you can. (laughs) This is a topic I'm very familiar with because I started my business entirely remotely. I got really good at online networking and there's a lot of Slack channels. There's a lot of uh, groups you can find on Twitter. There's, um, you know, GitHub and finding resources through open source projects there. Yeah, I think also it's important to remember that you're not going to run out of online communities. Remember that just with friends, I always tell my kids, Okay, this person doesn't want to be your friend. That leaves 8 billion other people that might potentially want to be your friend. Yes, and what I always tell people is we forget that one-on-one interactions can happen online and that you can bring someone on voice or video. Uh, I've been wor- working remotely for Microsoft now from Oregon, from mm-hmm. a small town in Oregon. Oregon represent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and everything I do is remote, so I-, I would get lonely. So I started collecting other remote workers and just doing one-on-ones with them and just hanging out. And sometimes I would even have a separate monitor off to the side so we can just work next to each other in our virtual cubicle and just kick ideas around. But all those people that you're meeting one-on-one can get you jobs down the road. They can help you. You know, you want you want to develop those relationships before you need them. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you sharing some of these stories with us on the Open Source Show. Be sure to check out all the happenings at opensource.microsoft.com and be sure to subscribe the subscription button right here. Check out the links in the description for even more resources. And follow Stephanie on Twitter and maybe me too. Follow Scott on Twitter. I hope you you have a great day. (laughs) What makes a good community is a community that's really welcome to newcomers. So I think having a really strong culture around teaching people and bringing new people in is really important. People who are approachable or inclusive, that is what helps make the community. Bringing people in who maybe don't have the same background or the same interests, the same skill set that you do, and making sure that their voice is at the table and that you're talking to them. Number one, respect. Respect the people you are working with in the community. Then, you know, teach. Uh, Learn, but also teach. Just think about the people, not just the code that you're writing. 